So good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for coming or listening in, as the case may be. Uh, we'll continue tonight our day's discussion of the <clears throat> Bhagavat Sandarva of Srila Jiva Goswami. It appears that Srila Jiva Goswami is uh, finished as most Vaishnavas do in his discourse on a sweet note. <laughs> so these last, the next couple Anachetas, which are near the end, are dealing with uh, Krishna's consorts in a way. So tonight's Anucheta is in a, uh, well, actually both of the verses, but tonight's Anucheta deals with uh, Lakshmi is the energy of the Lord. So after explaining that Bhagavan can be described by Vedic sound, Srila Jiva Goswami discusses the Lord's energies. The Lord is a person and his energies are also persons. Jiva says, when absolute, when the absolute nature exists predominantly as energetic source with intrinsic potencies, it takes the name Bhagavan. When that same nature exists predominantly as energy, it takes the name Lakshmi. And then he goes on to say, we will show in this Anucheta uh, some of her aspects which are unlimited because of her innumerable functions. Shudiva Goswami opens this Anucheta by using a verse from the 10th canto uh, regarding the Lord's personified potencies. Uh, Sukadeva Goswami says, Also intent in attendance were the Lord's personified potencies, Shri, Pusti, Gir, Kanti, Kirti, Tusti, Ila, Urja, Vidya, Avidya, Maya, and Shakti. The context of the verse from the uh, 10th canto is Akrora is taking Krishna and Balaram in his chariot uh, to Mathura. And as they proceed, it gets to be midday, and he stops to take bath in the Yamuna, and before he chants Gayatri, and when he takes bath, he's given a, a spiritual revelation. And in that revelation, he sees Krishna being served by sages, gods, devotees, and all of his energies. And his energies are in personified forms. It's interesting the way it's related in the... Uh, in the Bhagavatam, because he sees this vision as he's bathing, and then he looks back to the chariot, and Krishna is also on the chariot, so he's it's a, it's a revelation for him. So this verse names twelve energies of the Lord. And Jiva begins his explanation of the verse, because he's using it as a praman, as an evidence, by explaining that uh, 
because one of the names is Shakti, one of the names is Maya. So he says here Shakti means intrinsic energy, Mahalakshmi. And external energy, and the external energy is Maya. He goes on to explain that the the other energies mentioned in the verse uh, are indeed various manifestations of these two, all divided in categories of material and transcendental, or these transcendental energies have material counterpart. So all these potencies, which are just a small sampling, uh, as given in the verse, all these potencies of the Supreme Lord, they they come in association with Krishna's internal manifestation and also with his external energy, Maya. In Sanskrit literature, the words used to denote spiritual entities or actions are the same as those used for material objects or actions. This again emphasizes the importance of context. Therefore, a single verse can convey multiple layers of meaning. So all of these different energies, they have two facets. They have the energies, they have their facet and their, in, in their capacity as serving within the internal potency, and they also have material counterparts. Then Jiva goes, he explains in some detail, this is an extremely long Anucheta also, I mean, um, and it's not been broken apart uh, in the presentation that we're using as, a, as the book for the preparation of these classes. But if you look at these potencies, you have Shri, opulence, Pusti uh, nourishes the body, G controller of speech, Kanti beauty, Kirti fame, Tusti internal satisfaction, Ila supporter of the earth. Now, Jiva here is explaining the spiritual the spiritual function of these potencies. So, here supporter of the earth is more an indication of a support for the Leela of the Supreme. Uh, then you have Urja, Leela potency, so a support for the Leela and the actual Leela. Uh, one of the potencies that mentioned was Vidya. Uh, now, Vidya, in the context of the spiritual potency, refers more to, um, it's a function of some bit, and it's, it's related to, um, True knowledge, an illumin, uh, 
It's a function. Well, we're going to get into a more deep under, explanation of some bit. So I think I'll just wait until we get there to to elaborate. So that one of the potency is this vidya, and the other a potency is avidya. Avidya. One would say, well, what's that have to do with the Lord's internal potency? Uh, what's its what's its duty? What's her duty, so to speak? Uh, and in, in the context of spiritual aspect, the internal aspect, the shakti aspect, her duty is not awareness of the Lord's grandeur. So without unawareness of the Lord's grandeur. So we'll, we'll get into a little bit of a discussion of, of what that means in the context. But uh, because full awareness of the Lord's grandeur, what? It, dis, it, diminishes, it diminishes intimacy. It's hard to, to, to have an intimate relationship with somebody in, in the context of their especially a powerful person in the context of their, their full power and authority. So this potency would cover people like Yasoda, the gopis, the gopas, well, everybody in Braj. None of them realize the grandeur of, of Krishna. They just love him. We should understand the appropriate corresponding divisions of Maya in a similar way. The various manifestations of Maya are not described here because they serve the Lord externally. Maya's service is considered external because of her taking the support of the Purusha, the plenary portion of Bhagavan. Then Jiva goes on in the Anucheda um, to bring up some other potencies. It's not just limited to this one verse uh, from Akrura's vision. Um, he goes on to say, in the verse, there's the word cha. The word cha also in the verse indicates further divisions of internal energy, such as Sandini, Samvit, Ladini, Bhakti, Adara Shakti, the potency of underlying support, Morti, Vimala, purity, Jaya, celebrity, Yoga, union, Pravi, submissive responsiveness, Isana, Anugraha, compassion. Out of these, Sandini, existence, is the same as Satya, eternal being. Jaya celebrity is Utskarsani, fame. Yoga is Yoga Maya. She who induces union. And Samvit is the energy known as Gyan, knowledge, Agyan, ignorance, and Sudasattva, unalloyed being. Pravi, or submissive responsiveness, is the basis of the ability for unlimited variety. Isana, controllership, is the energy by virtue of which the Lord is the supreme authority. These are their divisions. 
So we can see, I mean, uh, there's unlimited potencies of the Supreme Lord. And I've based this evening's discussion primarily on uh, the commentary to this verse. And I've worked in some of Jiva Goswami's actual Anacheda. But we'll just discuss some of these things um, just to give us a little bit of insight uh, into the nature of the Lord's potencies, both internal and external, and how they function. So we'll deal more with that tattva uh, than the specific uh, the specifics of the different energies. It's interesting that some of these shaktis were also mentioned by Lord Shiva in speaking to Parvati. Shiva said, In this way the great Lord, the master of everyone, forever enjoys with his eternal consort, Mahalakshmi, in the eternal transcendental sky. To either side of them, seated on two beautiful seats, are Dharani and Nila. And in the eight directions are the eight energies, beginning with Vimala. And on the tips of the eight petals, and then he goes on to mention even more names. So we, it, it can give us some, some insight to the, to the extent of all these various energies of the Supreme. It's important to understand that when we're reading about the Lord's various potencies, that we put them, we, we read and we understand what's being relayed in the scripture according to the context. If we don't put it in the proper context, we may confuse what is the Lord's internal potency with an external potency, and and that would lead to a philosophical misunderstanding on our part. So, context means a lot because the various presentation of the Vedas, the Upanishads, the Shruti Smriti, the Puranas, the Itihasas, they use the same name. They may use the same name for one of these various potencies of the Lord uh, for both a spiritual context and a material context. So Shri in this in the in the spiritual context, when we hear Shri, it refers to the Lord's splendor. Uh, it's a manifestation of his internal potency. Now when we look hear the same third tree in the material context it, it means material wealth uh, a manifestation of the external potency so we're going to go through an example here to understand how a miss a misreading and not seeing something in context would would be harmful to our understanding so Prita Maharaj prayed to the Lord, being absorbed in your Swarup, what need have you for Sri? 
that was in the fourth canto. Um, so the the Sri mentioned here by Prithu Maharaj, uh, and again by Krishna uh, in the third canto, is the Lord's exter- eternal consort. I'm sorry, by Krishna. She is a, is not the Lord's consort. I'm sorry. So in two places, the terminology Shri in the place of Shri, uh, Prithu Maharaj, and also um, as spoken of by Krishna in the third canto, um, she's a personification there of material opulence. Thus the mention that the Lord has no interest in her. Oh. In the context of the verses. So then a little explanation will, and also, just to understand in another place, though I am indifferent to her, Sri never abandons me. And the Lord told the Kumars that. So once Durvas Muni actually, he cursed uh, Sri. Well, now Devras Muni could not curse an internal potency or Shakti of the Supreme Lord, but he cursed Sri, the material potency Sri. So then there was a churning of the ocean, and Lakshmi came, she manifested, and she revived Sri, and then opulence was returned to the three worlds. Context. Context means a lot here. Um, Just like Maya, you notice in the scripture the terminology Maya, but you have to know which Maya. If it's Yoga Maya, who's ever making the presentation may may not say Maha Maya or Yoga Maya. So we would be misled by what we read. Yogamaya, of course, is the Lord's internal spiritual potency. Mahamaya is the Lord's external material potency. Narda says something interesting in the fourth canto also to, to give us an idea of context. The Lord, being complete in himself, does not respond to the goddess of fortune, though she pursues him, nor to the kings and gods who solicit her favors. The kings and gods are soliciting the favors of the material goddess of fortune. If we don't see it that way, then what Narada says in the fourth canto doesn't really, it's hard to make sense of it. The Lord being complete in himself does not respond to the goddess of fortune. The goddess of fortune is, is, is the Lord's servant. So, you know, we have to understand the context of the verse. And Jiva Goswami points out, well, the, the key to the verse, what you need to see is read on. Though she pursues him, 
nor to the kings and gods who solicit her favors. So kings and gods would not be interested in in the goddess of fortune, the spiritual manifestation, but rather the material manifestation. A little bit of elaboration on the internal and external aspects of these various potencies of the Supreme. So we know Mahamaya does not come in contact with Bhagavan, nor does she have contact with the Purusha avatars, although she takes shelter and is dependent upon them. Maya and her various manifestations influence only the jivas. Then Jiva goes on and he elaborates on the internal energies, the three primary. Um, Jiva says, the Lord is transcendental to Maya. Basically what's said here is the internal potencies of the Lord are his Antaranga Shakti. And his internal potencies have three major divisions. Sandini, uh, ever-present. Samvit, potency of immediate tacit knowledge. Means it's an under, it's understood. It's an interesting word to use in this context. You just know it. It's just, it's, implicit. huh? Implicit. Understood. And Ladini, um, superconscious delight. And it's interesting, a comment that um, Sachin uh, Das, in his commentary, points out that these are the Lord's internal potencies. And it's important to understand them in that light, especially in consideration of uh, New Age spiritual thought. Because New Age spiritual thought is that one has the capacity in and of himself to unleash through spiritual practice his entire position in spiritual revelation. Um, but that's not a proper understanding. Um, and it's a great popular understanding because it gives one what? A, a, a sense of independence and self-sufficiency. I don't need a guru. I can do it myself. So to understand that these spiritual potencies of Satchitananda, their counterparts would be Satchitananda in a simple sense in the material realm, Eternity, knowledge, and bliss. They're not, they're not fully manifest um, in their spirit, 
full spiritual potency. within the material realm. Now, one can endeavor for self-realization, certainly, and but unless there is some outreach from the Lord's spiritual shaktis, his internal swarup shakti, the true understanding, appreciation, and revelation of Satchitananda uh, cannot be apprehended. Now, Maya also has her three divisions in the three modes of material nature, Thomas, Rajas, Sattva. Um, and these are not found in the Lord. And they also form a hierarchy. We'll get back to the internal potencies hierarchy here in a second. Um, as explained by Sutta Goswami in the second chapter of the first canto, smoke is superior to wood, which is an earthly object. Superior to smoke is fire, which is used for the sacrifices prescribed in the three Vedas. Similarly, Rajas is superior, superior to Thomas, and superior to Rajas is Sattva, with the help of which one can realize the Absolute. So the internal potencies, just like the modes of material nature, also have a hierarchy. Um, and... There's a nice explanation given here, but Sandini being, being, uh, is assumed under some vit, the potency of knowledge, and, uh, both are assumed under Fladini, the potency that bestows bliss. So there's an explanation just to give us a little, a little bit of understanding. One can, uh, purchase and own a, an automobile. And that gives some sense of uh, satisfaction. But that sense of satisfaction can increase if he learns how to operate it. So the knowledge will add something. And then when you actually drive in the countryside, then you experience uh, some enjoyment, a full enjoyment of the vehicle. So, the, the potency of bliss is inclusive. It includes being and knowing. So, all the energies, all these different shaktis that are mentioned in the opening Praman verse, this Anucheda, as we said, they have both material and spiritual. And it's also pointed out that they, they have, in the spiritual aspect, two manifestations. They exist as formless potencies or energies within the Supreme Lord himself. 
Now, when they exist in that form, um, they'll appear on the body of the Supreme as an insignia, like Lakshmi on the Lord's chest. So, uh, Narayan points this out in his commentary, that or they have their personified forms um, outside of him as female associates. So in the next Anucheta, um Jiva Goswami is going to explain that um, Lakshmi, now understand the context here, Lakshmi is the primary representational personality of all the Lord's different potencies. So that would be what? The Lord Swarup Shakti. Now, in the next Anucheta, Jiva Goswami is going to, to bring this point home. He's going to show that Lakshmi is the Lord's Swarup Shakti. Thank you so much for your association.